Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Defense played out of mind. Uh, how about that D, baby? 610 Sports Radio, KCSB Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Let's go to the phone lines before we get to the hits. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. All of those good things. Pete Sweeney said, I only have 10 minutes. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. This is big time news. The NFL salary cap has jumped up $30 million. We got to talk to somebody about this, and you're the person that answered the phone. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for including me today. I got a little window here to talk to you guys. Uh, I think it's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for a lot of teams, and really especially the ones who uh, have mismanaged the cap. It gives them a lot of room here, and, and I think – your analysis was spot on. I think some teams are going to use it well. Others will not. And the Chiefs are, are one of those teams who happens to re- do a really good job since the regime switch in, in 18 of managing the cap. So I think it's a big boost for Kansas City. So I'm looking right now at the teams that have the most cap space available now. The Commanders have $87 million, The Patriots have $83 million, The Bears have $80 million, The Titans 78.6, And the Bengals have 72.8. Some of that money is going to be used to re-sign Jamar Chase, maybe also keep T. Higgins. And now that you can franchise tag them, that you have so much more available cap space. I mean, that's my biggest thing with this. Some teams like how people are. Like, if you give people money some people are going to use the money wisely some people are going to blow it on a big on on a big purchase so a guy like Gabriel Davis now is in a really good spot if you don't get franchise tagged and if you're Legereus Need and you're Chris Jones one of them probably gets franchise tagged the other one is about to hit free agency in the absolute best offseason to be a free agent one of those two is going to make a significant amount of money if they don't come back to Kansas City yeah, I mean, if you are a, a player that's built a reputation in the league and you happen to be hitting free agency in this period, it's just a huge win. I mean, it's like hitting the proverbial lottery, like in, in a sense, where, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot more suitors, which means the price is going to be driven up and you're going to make a lot more money. I mean, this is the perfect time for Chris Jones to have hit free agency. I, I know that we have kind of said, like, if you wanted to stay with the Chiefs, you probably should have signed that deal last year. But now that he hasn't, just from a pure money-making standpoint, I mean, it looks like a brilliant move uh, just because I think he's going to make so much more money this year. And I, I know a lot of people have been wondering, like, what does this mean for Legarius Sneed and Chris Jones? I think on one side of it, it's more realistic to keep these guys now uh, and both of them. You know, I, I think there's an angle to though, if Chris Jones really wanted to make a lot of money and stay. Um, but I also think 
On the other hand, you could look at it as, well, now there's going to be more teams that might be interested because they have more money. The price is going to be even more than what it was. And I, I still think you might be in a similar place to where you were before, where someone's going to be willing to pay Jones more money than the Chiefs, maybe now a lot more. And so I wonder if it's now they can afford it or is it actually in a weird way a, a bad thing because the price is going to be driven up, up, up. Yeah, I mean, I would say, Pete, to me, the question for the Chiefs is, and this is the million-dollar question that we just don't have the answer to, does all of this information mean that the Chiefs are more willing to, quote, overspend than they were before? The Chiefs have been really diligent at how they've spent money over the last four years. They have never really extended themselves other than MVS. They've never really committed themselves to a bad deal, and that's relatively a bad deal because you're paying a guy who was a bad receiver like he's the 19th best receiver in the league. So, again, it's all relative. I mean, now with this new information, is Kansas City a team that is willing to overspend? Because overspending for Chris Jones we know is around 30 to $35 million. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm just to the point where I think in the Jones camp, like with that representation that he has, I just – I think their stance is going to be the highest bidder gets Chris Jones. Now, Chris could, of course, put a stop to that. I mean, we heard him at the parade before all the commotion and, and the tragedy that, that he wants to be here and wants a three-peat, and his agent quickly went to, to Twitter and, and said, uh, you know, take the mic away from him, you know, joking or joking around – I. I just think the number that he's going to want is going to be a number that the Chiefs are unwilling to pay because they want to maintain flexibility each and every year and try to surround Patrick Mahomes with the best possible team. They don't want to be one of these teams like the New Orleans Saints who on a yearly basis are up against the cap. And so I, I, I don't know which way it goes. You know, I, I think I walked into today. Here's what I'll say that that's on the positive news. Like, I think I walked into today not knowing that number and thinking there was no possible way that the Chiefs could keep both Jones and Snead, whereas now that door is open. But I do wonder what it means for how high that number is going to get for the, the services of Jones. I guess I can just go ahead and announce this right now, Pete Sweeney. You're actually the first person I've told this to, that I believe that Brett Veach is going to be on the show Tuesday to talk about this offseason. What would you ask Brett Veach? Yeah, I, he's usually pretty forthcoming uh, about, you know, these type of situations. So I would, you know, I, I think the, the number one question is his stance on, uh, for me, Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed. What's more important, you know, it, is the team in a place where they're going to use the tag on one of these guys? Is it Sneed? Is it Jones? Why? And then I think from a, a deeper roster building standpoint, you wonder – what he thinks of the free agency class and the draft class when it comes to receivers. And then I think the third question of the offseason that's getting a little bit overlooked is, how does the team feel about Wanye Morris? Is he kind of slated in there as the, the week one left tackle, or do they feel like they may need to retain Donovan Smith or draft one or go get another one? I think those, to me, are the main three points of the offseason that we're all wondering right now. Pete, we did a taste test a couple of days ago with Mitchell Schwartz where we went to Quick Trip and we got food. Would you be interested in coming in to do like a taste test or something? You could even pick the food. Maybe you're like, hey, I really want to try this new menu item from KFC. Would you be interested in coming in this offseason to try a random food item? Let me tell you something. The last time I did a drive taste test, 
I mean, I, I fell in love with sweet potato pie. So am I going to say no to a, a drive taste test again? Of course I'll, I'll come in and, and do it, especially, uh, you know, once the, the Royals are out of the mix in the second month of the baseball season, we're going to need to do something. You said second month. I'm thinking like third week. I can't believe that. I can't believe that you're giving them so much time. I'm giving them like 19 days to be out of it. You never know. Maybe they have a hot start like that one. They've never had a hot start. Never. Not once. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just let me know when, when you want to do it. And so long as I'm in town we can make it happen. That is my guy, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us on the show today. You said you had 10 minutes. I got you out of here in seven minutes and 25 seconds, Pete. I'm a professional. Yeah. Yeah, you are. That's that's why uh, I love you both on the air and off the air. <laughs> that's our care. guy. That's our guy, Pete Sweeney. Thanks, Pete. That is Pete Sweeney for joining us on the show today. Just wanted to get his thoughts really quickly on the salary cap. So the NFL has informed teams of the franchise tag number for this season. This is very important information with the Chiefs now, at least in one regard, what the defensive tackle number is doesn't really apply to the Kansas City Chiefs because they're going to owe more than that money because this is going to be the second time that they franchise tag Chris Jones. So the defensive tackle number is $22.1 million for a defensive tackle. The cornerback number is $19 million. So a major reason of why I have the stance that I have when it comes to Chris Jones and how they're going to handle this is one player is significantly easier to sign than the other player. I think that Chris Jones is a more unique player. I think that he is a better player. If both are equal and you were telling me, hey, you can sign a two-year contract. Both of them are going to make the same amount of money. Which one would you sign? I would sign Chris Jones as well. But if you were telling me that one player's franchise tag is going to be $32 million, the other player's franchise tag is going to be $19 million. One player is 27 years old. The other player is about to be 30 years old. Which of these two players do you want to sign? And that's where I think the balance is significantly tipped in Legereus Sneed's favor. Now, this information that we have today could completely change things. The salary cap is a little bit bigger than you thought. So you thought your budget when you went to Nebraska Furniture Mart was going to be $1,000. You now find out that you got $1,600 to spend. All right, you might, hey, you know what? I'm going to get a little nicer couch than I thought I was going to come in here and get. Hey, I want to get an extra lamp or I want to get an extra mirror to furnish my apartment. So that might be the case or the Chiefs might decide, hey, I'm going to spend that money in this way and then we'll figure it out as we go. I think that's the really intriguing part about this news and this information that we got. But now the number has come out. We now have an idea. The franchise tag number for Chris Jones is going to be around $33 million. The franchise tag for Legereus Need is going to be $19 million. That is a significant difference if we are talking about your ability to retain a player that one player I would say is almost impossible to franchise tag. I mean, at that number, you basically are treating him like a quarterback. The quarterback number is at $38 million. That would be more than any other player that gets franchise tagged in the National Football League. Like The Chiefs have sort of put themselves in a way that I know the tag is available, but the tag really isn't available if it is going to be a significant increase over any other player that's eligible to be tagged this year.
Look, uh, I, I'm in favor of re-signing Chris Jones, obviously. I think Chris Jones is such a significantly different player than other defensive guys, uh, on especially on the interior, because he's like a pass rush guy, too, as well as just the totally, I'm going to screw the play up any way possible. So I'm on board with attempting to get Chris Jones back here on a on an actual contract. Franchise tag, that would make him the second highest paid non-quarterback position, only behind Bosa, Nick Bosa. So that's difficult. I don't know if that's realistic. In terms of Snead, Carrington, I have a little bit of a hot take here. Okay, let's do it. I love a hot take. I don't think Kansas City should put the franchise tag on Snead nor attempt to sign him to a long-term deal. I think they should put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Snead and have some other team give you two first-round picks for that. You're not getting two first-round picks for Legereus Snead. Because here's the op- here are the, here's the two options. A team gives you two first-round picks or you have Snead. Or, I guess there's a third option, or a team offers, you know, a contract and you're able to match it. I think that's the best option because there are some desperate teams out there. If you're the Lions, right, you have number 29 overall. Jared Goff's contract's coming up. You're kind of in a win-now situation on Jared Goff's contract. So you have the opportunity to fix the worst part of your team that got you to the NFC Championship game with adding an elite corner. If you're the Eagles and you're Nick Sirianni, you realize that 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 coaching seat's feeling pretty warm right now. So going out and addressing, once again, the worst part of your team during the offseason by getting Legereus Sneed, I think that there are some teams in the back end of the first round that would be willing to give two first-round picks. The Cowboys, Eagles, Lions, all of these teams, I think, would at least kick the tire, as it were, for the non-exclusive franchise tag. That's what they should do. Yeah, I think that two first-round picks is, I think that's a pretty steep price. I think you're asking a quarterback Jaylen price. Jalen Ramsey was traded for more than that. Yeah, I don't think Legereus Need is Jalen Ramsey. And really? I think I, I think Legereus Need is a very good player. I think you're asking $2,000 for an Apple Watch. An Apple Watch has a value. It's worth about $500. I'm happy to buy your Apple Watch. I think you're asking a whole lot of money for Legereus Need. That if you do that, I think you are wasting your time and you don't even get a single phone call. I think that you could get a high second round pick for Legereus Need. I think a first round pick is asking a lot. I think you're being a little a little ambitious with the first round pick. But Snead certainly has a trade value. And if you're telling me at a franchise tag of $19 million, he is far more likely of a tag and trade possibility than Chris Jones. You are not franchise tagging Chris Jones at thirty two million dollars and then trading Chris Jones at thirty two. No. But at nineteen million dollars, I think you got a realistic possibility. If that's the route that you want to go, if you don't want to pay Legarius Need, you tag him, and there's a team that you're talking about in the back half of that sees Snead as maybe a missing piece to help them make a little bit of a playoff run, I think that's possible. You ain't getting two first round picks for him though. I, I think that I think there's a real opportunity you can for some of these teams, like the the Lions. I keep going back to the Lions. They have number 29 overall, and they have an opportunity to fix the worst part of their defense. I didn't think the Lions would make it that far simply because the back half of their defense in 2022 was really bad. And, yeah, I guess it got better in 2023, but not a whole lot. So you're talking about an opportunity to fix your defense and its weakest part. I think the Lions should be interested in it. Same with the Cowboys, Eagles. I think that you would get some phone calls. Now, whether or not it happens, I think is different. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Because you have to figure out the contract, right? When you're trading for somebody, you know, those conversations need to happen. But I don't think you should put any of the regular franchise or transition tag on anybody. You should go non-exclusive franchise tag for luxurious need and see if you get any phone calls. You're listening to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. We'll get back to the NFL here coming up in just a little bit. Nick Saban, you guys know Nick Saban retired as the head coach of Alabama, and now you know what? He's been making the rounds. He now works for ESPN, and he's been talking to them. And Nick Saban said that he wants to be a voice for change in college football. He came out and said, quote, and my voice can bring about some meaningful change that I want to help in any way that I can because I love the players and I also love college football. What we have now is not college football. It's not college football as we know it. You hear someone use the term student athlete and that just doesn't exist anymore. I think the consequence of all of this could come down the road when some of these guys get to be 28 and 29 years old that maybe they didn't prepare themselves for when they couldn't play football anymore, which is what you should be doing whenever you go to college. He then goes on and says, I would like for people to be able to give money to the university again and get a tax deduction for doing so. And the university in some kind of way shares, whether it's a revenue share, quote, you can buy someone's marketing rights as an institution. I don't want to say cap because that sounds like a salary cap, but I'd like to find a way for schools to invest the same amount of money in players, just like everybody can invest the same amount in a scholarship. And that becomes part of a scholarship, just like an NFL player has a contract or a coach has a contract in place. So you don't have all of the rating of rosters and mass movement that's currently going on in the sports. There's a lot to tackle here from Nick Saban. Number one, I don't know why we have to pretend like college football was this bastion of purity until a couple of years ago when we decided to let Amazon give players a couple of dollars. Now, sure, the money is probably way bigger. And when we first had the idea of name, image, and likeness, you thought of the idea that Jaden Daniels could allow a pizza place to endorse him and now hold on 
I didn't know that this pizza place had $300,000 to give them. Sure. Has name, image, and likeness turned into something that people hadn't anticipated at the very beginning? Sure. And I agree. Like most things, you need some kind of rules, some kind of guidelines, some kind of regulations to figure out the sport. But the thing that puzzles me the most about these conversations about college athletics is it has become professional sports for every single people involved except the players. I mean, it certainly is professional sports for the coaches. The coaches make tens of millions of dollars doing it over the lifespan of his deal. Nick Saban made over a hundred million dollars as the head coach at Alabama. And I'm not telling you that you shouldn't have for all the money that Nick Saban brought into Alabama. He's probably underpaid at the amount that they gave him. But everybody is able to get rich off college athletics. And now that we have figured out that some players, hey, you can make a lot of money from doing this. I don't know why we have tried to demonize it to the point and made it seem like it's a bad thing. And part of this conversation about college sports is we never at least identify that at this point, some players, the highest earning potential that they are going to have in their lives is by playing college football. That we all have seen a player that was a really good college player that you would have loved to have seen stick around, but they had to make a decision to go to the draft and maybe go overseas or they had to continue to play college football and stay an extra year and they weren't going to get compensated nearly what they were. Todd Reesing was never going to be an NFL quarterback. But if Todd Reesing would have been able to get name, image, and likeness in Kansas, it probably would have been really good. He probably would have made a lot of money his last year at KU. I don't know why that's a bad thing. And I also don't understand how a system that has done everything in its power to keep kids eligible and not always educate them. You guys remember the scandal that happened a couple of years ago in North Carolina? They were signing kids up for dummy classes so they could continue to play. Now we're worried about what kids are like when they're 28, 29, that maybe they didn't get the greatest college education. It just seems very hypocritical of coaches that now the players have far more power than they've ever had before, and they make far more money than they ever have to now go back to this idea of, well, we want to put the student first. If Nick Saban is so worried about coaches in the transfer portal, Missouri's defensive coordinator signed a new deal with Missouri and two weeks later went to go take the job at LSU. We are part of a system that allows the adults to do this. Why is it so bad that the players now have the ability to do the exact same thing? You guys know where I stand on this. I'm always going to be for player empowerment. And if you're not going to treat the players like employees, then you don't get to have the power over them the way that your employer. I can't just go work for any radio station. I have a deal with 610. They also pay me. So we have reached an agreement where I receive money from 610 and I've signed up for certain rules. And if I break those rules, they can sue me. I don't want to be sued. So if... Colleges want the player control that they used to have, then the system that you have is just not going to work. You don't pay their salary anymore. Somebody else does. So what Nick Saban is saying actually makes a whole lot of sense. Like, it's it's great. It makes a whole lot of sense. But if you are not going to be part of actually paying the players, I just don't know how you expect to get that control back. And coaches have been able to do this stuff for a very, very long time. Do you guys remember Brad Underwood? 
Brad Underwood coached at three different schools in three different years. He was at Stephen F. Austin. He went to Oklahoma State. He went to Illinois in three straight seasons. If a player did that, we would mock the hell out of that player. And coaches have always been able to do this under the guise of, well, I want to do what's best for my family. Why are players not able to do what's best for their family? And maybe what's best for your family is, I'm going to go to whatever school that's paying the most. And I don't care if that's Missouri. I don't care if it's Vanderbilt. I don't care if it's DeVry. I'm going to go to whatever school is paying me the most amount of money because I got to do what's in the best interest of me. We have allowed the adults to do that for a very, very long time. I don't know why it's such a bad thing that now the players have been able to do the same thing. And we allow people, certainly at 20, 21 years old, we allow them to make decisions that might not be in their long-term best interest all the time. And yes, some kids are going to be 28, 29 years old, and they didn't get the proper college education. They also made $300,000 playing college football. That doesn't sound like it's that bad of a trade. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The only place in town to hear the hypothetical button game is on The Drive with Carrington Harrison. ask you guys a question and maybe you have the answer to the question maybe you don't have the answer to the question that's perfectly fine I'm sure that over the last couple of weeks you guys have been asked to buy Girl Scout cookies I'm assuming this has happened right like I'm assuming somebody sent you an email or, you know, somebody, you know, hit you up and said, hey, can you uh, can you support my um, can you support my, my 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 kids Girl Scouts? And you probably signed up. I know I bought a couple of boxes. So down in Dallas, Texas, a young girl was selling cookies outside. And you've probably seen this before. People are selling, you know, candy bars to pay for their baseball team or their, you know, cheerleading team or whatever right well one young man saw a a young girl selling cookies outside and quitting he robbed the cookie stand he went up they got it on camera the young girl is set up you know how the front of walmart is they got the vending machines over there they got the flowers and the produce in the middle you know how walmart is set up he just goes up steals the cash, steals boxes of cookies, runs away. They got 400. He stole $450. Now, first off, yo, how many cookies were they selling outside? Based on the price nowadays, it's like four. How many were they selling? Because when I bought some, they were $6 a box. So they were selling a lot of cookies outside of here. And number two, Bro, you were stealing from the Girl Scouts? Come on now. My brother, come on now. You stole from the Girl Scouts? There's got to be a special place in hell for you if you stole money. The girl he stole from was in third grade. They got this man in 4K. Quote, we're talking about a little girl here, a little girl trying to sell Girl Scout cookies. Around $450 in cash was stolen. They have people reaching out to the detective to see how they can help. The man took a bag from a cart behind the table where the Girl Scouts were uh, selling cookies. She was a third grader. Her grandma was right there in front of the store selling Samoas, selling peanut butter patties, and you went up 
and you just pulled a jack move on the little third grade girl and her grandma selling cookies. You're an evil human being. You know, just letting her know how the world works. You know, just a slap of reality right in front of you. That's terrible, man. I'm serious. People suck. Quote, it almost made me cry because it's such hard work. We worked hard for this. The news quote got the little girl on comment. You made the little third grade girl cry. Could you imagine being that beat reporter? Be like, hey, hey, Susie, uh, how do you how do you feel right now? Man. I want to help this little girl. I want to buy some of the cookies that this man stole from you. You got to be real bold to go up to the Girl Scouts while she's sitting there selling cookies in front of Walmart, knowing they got cameras in the front, and you just pull it up straight jack move. $450? You can't even buy a PlayStation 5 with this amount of money. What would you plan on doing with this $450? You can't pay your rent with the $450. Maybe going and buying some other Girl Scout cookies. That's terrible, man. I'm serious. That's awful. I can't believe this story. That's a, I read this story today. I was dumbfounded that you would just run up and you would just steal from this young lady who was out there trying to do something positive, man. And you went out there and you stole her Girl Scout cookies. Another story that I read today, it was in Us Weekly. Now, you guys may have heard this, but Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. I don't know if you guys knew that. Should or I not. play like a breaking now? I, I don't know if you knew that or not. But the tight end. Do you for the have kids, a breaking now? Soon I'm just. Show? I'm passing information. Travis Kelsey is in a committed relationship with maybe the most famous woman in the world. And in this Us Weekly story, they were talking about Travis is over in Australia now. You want to know how I know it's love? Taylor Swift went to the zoo one day by herself. She went to the zoo. They completely shut down the zoo. Taylor Swift is here. No one else can be in the zoo. Taylor, we want you to go see the monkeys and the pandas. When Travis got there, she took Travis back to the zoo. I've never gone to the zoo in back-to-back days. It must be a good zoo. There is no zoo that is that exciting that you saw these elephants and was like, wait, when my boyfriend gets here, I can't wait to take him back to the zoo. He's got to see these elephants. But that's what they did. And then it was so bad. I actually do feel bad for Taylor Swift. She's just trying to enjoy a peaceful day at the zoo. And they got the helicopter drone following them around watching. I, I'm not that interested in anybody's life that I'm going to watch you look at animals. I don't know how that could be an exciting activity. But they were doing this. So the reason I'm telling you this story is Us Weekly was giving Travis Kelsey a lot of credit because Travis Kelsey is now turning some of his friends into Swifties. So you remember Ross Travis used to play for the Chiefs. He was a backup tight end. Ross Travis is on this trip with Travis Kelsey. I mean, hey, you're flying across the country, across the world. You were in Los Angeles. You now made a trip to Sydney, Australia, so you can go to the Eras Tour. You're not flying there by yourself. You need somebody to keep you company on the private jet. And Ross Travis is the individual. And Us Weekly was giving Ross Travis a lot of credit for coming on this trip. And they were giving Travis Kelsey a lot of credit for turning somebody into a Swifty. Quentin. If Travis Kelsey had asked me, hey, do you want to come with me to Australia? You want to come with me to Australia? I'm going to pay for everything. She's going to pay for everything. I just need you to be a good friend to me. 
I would have had Midnight's memorized by midnight. I would just nonstop. I'd listen to this one song until I knew it. Song two, I would be a Swifty overnight. Of There was not a hesitation. I don't know if Ross Travis has a family or a girlfriend. I'm sure he left those people so he could be on this trip. Wait, Travis Kelsey, of all the people in your life, you asked me to come with you to Australia? Of course I'm coming. I get to fly private, and I get to hang out with Taylor Swift this whole time. He's not turning people into Swifties. Ross Travis made one of the best decisions that you could possibly make. I get to go on this trip. This is the once-in-a-lifetime trip. Of course I'm going on this trip. You ask me my favorite Taylor Swift song, I'm singing her whole discography from start to finish, word for word. Of course Ross Travis turned into a Swiftie. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like it's that hard, right? I mean, you're just listening to the songs, and you're like, I'm into this. Let's not be a bad third wing right here. I'm doing whatever Taylor yeah. Swift needs me to do in yeah. that scenario if I'm I, Ross Travis. I can't believe – I mean, actually, I can't. But like, shake it off, Ross Travis. I'm doing whatever you need. So, like – and you bet that, like, drone footage was, like, live-streamed. And, you know, yes. it was like, like people were sitting – they were sitting on their couch, like, on their phone, like – Look at look at Taylor. Look at the gorillas. Oh, they're they're, they're she's so intrigued by the silverback. Someone on the text line asked a very very good question. C dot, if you think that Taylor Swift is the most famous woman in the world, who do you think is the most famous man in the world? That's a really good question. Who is the most famous man in the world? I mean, Travis Kelsey's moving up the list. I don't think he's the most. I know famous he's not there the yet, but he's 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 moving. Quentin, my first answer when I thought this, my first answer was Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, that's the first name. Like, if you just, like, popped in my mind, like, if like if we were doing, like, a power ranking, Taylor Swift, the most famous woman in the world, and then you're doing, like, famous men in the world, that was the first name that popped in my mind. But then, like, I'm thinking about it more and more. It's probably Ronaldo or Messi. It's probably oh, yeah, a that's, soccer that's, player. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's probably a soccer player. Like, if I'm, like, now really, really thinking, who is the most famous man in the world? I think it's probably Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, you get a lot of different, like, like, I mean, but first of all, European soccer, they already travel around the world anyways. So you're already hitting a bunch of different markets there. That's probably the answer. Yeah, no, I just, that's what popped in my mind. I just, that's what I was thinking. But I do think Taylor Swift is the most famous woman in the world. I think that's, I don't even think, and I don't even think it's close. Yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's undeniable at this point. Like I think it's like literally undeniable. At I this didn't point. realize how popular she was until you know Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift started dating, and then I, then you just see all the people that are talking about Travis Kelsey now on top of it. Then you re- just realize just how massive. I mean, when you're traveling to Japan to sing your songs in English, where that's not even like their first language, like, and it's sold out immediately. That's just a whole other level. Yeah, I I mean, I knew, obviously, Taylor Swift was really famous. I knew she was really popular up until this, like, Eras tour is when it kind of hit me. Like, oh, she's Michael Jackson. Like, that's when it hit me. She's Michael Jackson. If you can just go around the country wherever you go and just constantly sell out football stadiums, you're Michael Jackson. I love Beyonce. I don't think Beyonce has the ability to do what Taylor Swift is doing right now. I don't think there's a human being who has the ability to do what she's doing right now. She just did, what, 900,000 people in Sydney, Australia? Just, I, I'm just going to pull a million people to come see me sing these same songs. No, I, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 
I knew she was famous. I knew she was popular. But I kind of thought like, oh, she's in that like Adele, Beyonce, you know, like tier one. No, she is on a completely different tier of fame by herself. She's, she's the, Michael Jackson. She's the Patrick Mahomes of female oh, no, vocalists. Famous people. No, she's Michael she's, Jackson. She's she's on her own level and everybody else is just second tier. Yeah, no, I uh, salute to her. I'm serious. That's a good question. though. Who's the most famous man in the world? I, Yeah, I, I think it's one of those two. The most famous man in the world, he can't be 5'8". How tall is Messi, you think? The most famous man in the world, 5'6". He's not doing great in the height department. Yeah, come on now. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. I got to switch to the rock. I don't. Well, you got to think, you know, there's like 2 billion people that live in China. So whatever's popular over there probably, probably helps. Yeah, I don't know. That was a good question, though, text line. Sometimes you guys just really, you guys really do it, and you guys really ask great questions. And that's a... It's a really, really good question. Shout out to Taylor Swift. Shout out to Ross Travis and Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, all of them. Just living great lives. I imagine it's great. I've never been to Sydney, Australia. I don't really have a desire to be on the plane for that long to go to Sydney, Australia. It's something I'll just never see. And that's fine. I can live with that. I don't have any desire to be on the plane for as long as Travis Kelsey was on the plane. Now, if I was flying the way Travis Kelsey was, that might be a little bit different. That's not how I'd be flying over there, though. I'd be on American or United or whatever plane that would get me over there. It doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound fun. I can't sleep on planes either. Like, I really, really struggle. I struggle to go to sleep on the plane. Is it like the you're just, like, uncomfortable? Is it a light thing? It's like- the way I'm sitting. It's just like I, I can't go to sleep for a long period of time. Now, I've never flown for that long, but I'm sure they have, like, different accommodations that it's a little bit more comfortable to go to sleep. But, yeah, I, I've just – I've never been able like, – I'm not the person that can – go to sleep when the plane takes off, and then I wake up and we are in the destination. That's never happened to me. Now, on a road trip, oh, I can sleep in your road trip. Put me in the back seat or in the passenger seat, oh, I can do it. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the, the cabin pressure, my ears. I can't do it, man. I've tried. I've really, really tried, but I've never been able to really go to sleep on the plane. I mean, I've seen Ted Lasso, so I get the gist of what an international flight looks like. It, it, you know, it looks cozy. As cozy as a plane can be. Planes suck. Mm. I hate flying. Oh, planes are absolutely, uh, they're the worst. They're the absolutely worst. Uh, coming up on the other side, Vinny Pasquantino was on the station earlier today. We'll play the best of what he had to say, and we'll get you ready for the weekend. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Vinny Pasquantino was on Cody and Gold. Here's what he had to say about the Royals' partnership with Quick Trip. The next biggest news might have been uh, the, the quick trip patch, man. Uh, I, I, it seems like you're all in on that. I love it. I think <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, the, I like quick trip. The, I think quick trip's one of those gas stations that just, <laughs> everybody knows, right? <laughs> uh, yep. I, I did see a little bit of outrage about like it being a red patch or whatever. But hey, if I'm, I don't know what they paid for it, <laughs> uh, but I know it was a corporate sponsorship. So if I'm paying that kind of money for a corporate sponsorship. I'm going to put my logo on wherever I want it to be. Uh, that's just what I'm going to do, just for simple advertising. And, uh, yeah, so good for them. And also red and blue kind of match. I know that the Cardinals or whatever. But, hey, Chiefs colors are on our jerseys now. Maybe that will help us win a few more games. Hey, there you go. Yeah, and then ultimately you said it right there. Deep down, if you guys are winning baseball games, nobody's going to give a damn what logo you got on the jersey. But I, I will say about the quick trip thing, I don't know if you saw my Twitter exchange uh-huh. yesterday. Um, if we don't get a – QT Salvi Splash Bucket, <laughs> I'm going to be hot. So don't let that happen, Quick Trip, or else 
you know, I'm going to be hot. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'll just complain a little bit. They got a month to figure it out, Vinny. I don't see why this is out of the question. You know what? If they won't provide it, this show will figure out a way to make it. I'll get some paper mache and chicken wire together. We'll, we'll make something that looks like it at the very least. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm in. Can we lean into the deal between the Royals and Quick Trip? I I beg of you. If the players want a Quick Trip cooler, give them a Quick Trip cooler. I am here, and I say this as someone who loves the hot dog derby, who has participated in the hot dog derby, and is undefeated in the derby. I'm 1-0 in the derby. I got video proof. Ask Nate Bucati. I beat him in the hot dog derby. I've got the proof. It's time to replace the hot dog derby. And let's sponsor it by Quick Trip. Can we have the Quick Trip Roller Derby? Yeah. We, we got go. hot dogs. We got taquitos. We got the little chicken roller things. You can even add an egg roll. I don't care. Can we really lean into this deal between Quick Trip and the Royals? And I know that Quick Trip is not a local business, but it feels like a local business. You know what I mean? It feels like it's ours. It feels like it's a Kansas City staple, a Kansas City institution. Every Kansas City in that I know loves Quick Trip. Who doesn't like QT? Imagine if you were on a date with the young lady and you guys were like, hey, tell me something about yourself. And then she was like, Ugh, I don't like Quick Trip. Would you keep dating that person? Would you marry that person? Absolutely not. You'd leave. You'd run as far. That's a red flag. Something's not wrong with Quick Trip. Something's wrong with you if you don't like Quick Trip. If the Royals are going to do this, let's not half do it. Let's be all in. Let's get them a quick trip cooler. Let's have the quick trip roller derby. And let's really celebrate our Kansas City love. Bring back friends in low places in the sixth inning. You guys have tried to do other songs. That's not our song. Our song is friends in low places. And let's have the quick trip roller derby. Sam Mellinger, I know you hear me. I'll send you a text after this. That's what we want you to do. Other stadiums do like a much cooler uh, roller derby. Like the the Nationals do their like president the one. The president's one, yeah. Uh, the, was it the Brewers do like the different, like the, the different, like, I don't know, ethnic hot dogs or that they do. Like there are some cooler versions. Ethnic hot dogs sound kind of racist. Well, it's like they got like a Polish hot dog. and, and Okay, sound, should, it's, it's, it sounded not, racist. You should, yeah. It sounded out of bounds there for a second. <laughs> That's what it sounded don't like. Talk, don't, sounded out of bounds there for it's, a second. It's in, it's in I got to corral it and bring it if, back if you here. You're feeling comfortable me, today. Talk to the brewers. This, this is all me. You know, don't. <laughs> Don't <laughs> donate on the guy that's just telling you the information. Take the take the guy that created it. So yeah, there are like there are cooler versions of the of the hot dog derby. And if if we want to make it a Kansas City staple, yeah, let's make it a Kansas City staple. I'm 100 percent with you. Someone on the text line says, "Hey, C dot, my mother in law doesn't like Quick Trip, but then again, she asks Mexican restaurants to not put seasoning on her food. Leave that family. <laughs> I'm just, today, leave that family." 
I'm sorry, what? Leave your family. Not put seasoning on your food? Why are you going? I'm telling you, you need to leave. Why do you go to the, why do you go get restaurant of food? Uh, It's because of the seasonings and the way they can cook it. You're reducing 50% of the reason why you're leaving to go get their food. You've given this more thoughts than I have. The moment that you're telling me this is the kind of family that I've signed up to, we're going down the courthouse and we're annulling this marriage. I don't want to be part of this group. I don't want to be part of this family. I don't want to be identified with you anymore. Something's going on. Leave. Run. Get out. I'm going to be thinking about that text for the rest of the night. (laughs) Get out. Please don't do it. Reconsider is what I would highly encourage you all to do. That's what I would highly encourage you to do. Quinn, I did learn something about you today that I did not know. You are a K-State basketball fan. Number one, did you go to K-State? Because I don't know anybody who casually cheers for K-State. I know people who casually cheer for Missouri. I am somebody. I didn't go to Mizzou, but I love the Missouri Tigers. I know people who didn't go to Kansas that cheer for the Kansas Jayhawks. I don't know anybody who is a K-State fan that did not attend Kansas State University. You went to K-State? I did not go to K-State. How did you become a K-State so fan? So I went to Northwest Go Bearcats. But uh, when my, my first job, my boss was a uh, K-State fan, K-State alum and all that. And I was the only person that he wanted to talk sports with. So I had to start following K-State sports because he kept talking about me to all these things. I had no idea what he was talking about. So I started paying attention in order to be able to talk to my boss. And then it just sort of stuck. That's how I became a K-State fan. <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. Someone on the text line said, hey, CDOT, my mother-in-law's favorite barbecue restaurant is Rib Crib. Leave your family. Those two texters need to meet up, and they need to, you know, they need to have, start having a therapy session together. Leave your family immediately. Go home today. Kiss your wife. Kiss your kids. Kiss the dog. I want you to start to pack your things, and then when they come to you and they say, babe, what's wrong? And I want you to look at your wife. I want you to grab her hands, and I want you to say, your mom loves rib crib. I don't want to be part of this anymore. That's, that's what I encourage you to do. I want you to walk out right now. I think you're, you're a real man for staying as long as you have. I don't know how long you've been there, but you obviously stayed long enough to get married. It's time for it to come to an end. All great things come to an end. All things end. One day, the Chiefs dynasty will end. It'll be over. We'll wake up and we'll be like, man, it was really fun. You know, we went to three parades and they went to the Super Bowl and it was great. But now it's over. And then they're going to have Mac Jones at quarterback. And it's going to it's going to be awful for a while. It's like, man, it was it was so great when it lasted. That's how your marriage needs to be. You've now reached the Mac Jones stage of marriage. You've reached the Bailey Zappi period of your marriage. Run, leave, do something else. I had a lot of fun today. Hopefully you did. Long day, marathon day for me. Just a marathon day. We put in this grind, unlike unlike Rob. It's hard. You know, someone has to do it, though. Someone has to do it. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. The combine is next week. We're closer and closer to KU losing in the third round of the Big 12 tournament and being eliminated in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I'm excited about that. I don't know if you're excited about that. And then it'll be baseball season. It'll be a lot of fun. Take care of yourself until next week. Let's see if Quentin listens to the show. I'll let Daniel Craig take you home. The weekend. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.